Hello, hello, it's me, Joe Norton. Yes, I am talking to you from the bathtub, my favourite place to be, where I am most in flow. So why not hop in and join me? The water's warm, the bubbles are high, and we are tapping in to mind, body and soul. Oh, hang on, just a quick caution. There's likely to be swearing. That's just what happens when I'm excited and in the flow. So if you've got sensitive ears, you might want to scroll on by. See you in the tub. It's Tub Talks episode five. And today I've got a really clear message, a message that often comes through loud and clear to me, but has been coming through seriously fucking loud and clear um, really recently. And it is this. I am being called to remind you to stop telling your ego to fuck off. Just hear that for a second. Please stop telling your ego to fuck off. And I mean that literally because some of us literally do that, right? Some of us literally notice the voices in our mind often thinking that those voices are me, are you, and and believing them straight away. But whatever happens, we notice those voices in our mind that potentially are coming from a place of ego. And we tell them to fuck off because they feel painful in some way. They're telling us that we can't do something. They're telling us that we're not good enough. They're telling us that we're jealous of someone. They're telling us that we um, we don't want to do that thing and should just procrastinate on it. Whatever it is, we get really frustrated with those voices. And one of our kind of instincts kick in and we literally kind of turn to the voice, turn to ourselves and say, fuck off. Oh, leave me alone. Like, seriously, I don't want to feel like this. But then even when we don't literally do that, we often do that with our energy. We often respond to these things that feel misaligned in us by getting angry and frustrated and by wanting to push them away. And that is, you know, basically telling telling the ego to fuck off without actually saying the words. It's the same thing. It's got exactly the same energy. And I completely understand where a lot of this comes from, because one of the things that I have seen to be true about the kind of personal growth um, space is that there can be some, some almost toxic advice out there that tries to get us to very quickly step forward, leap forward, uh, reframe everything, try and push away the negative, positive vibes only. It's that toxic positivity idea that actually really doesn't help us. And I'm going to say, you know, in the coaching industry, it can be really big because a lot of the very kind of more formal classic coaching models actually have an energy of asking people to quite quickly jump from noticing what's showing up in them to reframing it. Quite quickly jump from recognizing 
kind of some of the stuff that's going on that doesn't feel good, the stuff that feels bad or feels negative or feels misaligned and actually just quickly jumping to something something better you know straight away what else could be true just straight away what else could be true and and asking people to focus on that and of course that sounds like really great advice and in so many ways a big part of it is great advice and i know that it's coming from a place of good intentions But what we're missing there is a really, really important piece because by us jumping straight from noticing something to changing it, to reframing it, what we're actually doing is we are denying a massive part of ourselves. We are pushing away, pushing down, back deep down inside ourselves, some pain that wants to show itself. And so let's just like, first, let's just remind ourselves what the ego even is when I'm talking about the ego. The ego is simply our identity. The ego is this human mind and this human body. It is not a bad thing. And I will say that and say that and say that till I'm blue in the face, but I know that there are always new levels of awareness around that, right? We we often hear it and we go, yeah, yeah, Joe, I know you say, yeah, ego's not bad, but, you know, ego's coming up, fuck off ego, <laughs> you know, it, she, he, whatever, they are really pissing me off. And I get it because I, I feel that too. But I want to keep reminding us ego is not a bad thing. If it feels like um, you're attaching too much of, of, of kind of a negative energy to it, then just remove the word ego. Just hear the word identity. It's our identity. It's our personality. And fundamentally within that, that means it is our inner child, our inner child of all ages, our inner teenager. It is that part of self that is identifying in certain ways, that part of self that wants to be able to see us as separate to others. And so it says, I am this, you are that. That's all it is. And fundamentally, it's made up of a whole host of programs and patterns and beliefs that we store in our subconscious minds. Its job is for us to see ourselves as a separate human to other humans so that we don't get hurt because that's what it believes will happen. Its job is to protect, protect our humanness. But what we also know to be true is that we're not just human. We are human beings. And the being element is that element of soul, of spirit, of source energy, that electricity that's running through us. And so we recognize that, but sometimes that can then lead us to trying to push away the humanness in us, trying to push away the the ego, the identity, the personality, when actually that's a huge part of self, a huge part, and it's certainly not bad. What ends up happening is that We jump from what I refer to in my self-freedom formula as we jump from step one to step four, and we miss out the middle steps. We jump from step one to step four, because step one is to notice, to notice what's coming up, to notice what's coming up from the mind, not my mind, 
I know I want to attach myself to it, but actually referring to it as the mind reminds me that I am not the mind. It is a part of whole self, but it's not who I am. And so noticing what comes up from the mind, noticing what comes up in the body. And from that place, we often want to then jump to step four, which is to choose, to choose, to change, to shift something different. And so we notice maybe the thoughts coming up about how we're crap at that, or we're not good enough at that, or she's doing so much better, or I'll never get there, or this isn't working, right? We notice that and we experience the pain of that. We experience the pain of that, the emotional pain, sometimes even physical pain, the mental pain of that. And through noticing it, Often what we're taught is then to jump straight away to reframing it, to choosing something else. So I'll notice it and then I'll very quickly say, oh, actually, I am good enough. Um, It is all okay. It is working. And of course, that's really powerful to be able to reframe something. But we're missing out some very important pieces. And the main energy we're missing out is the energy of love, of compassion of actually recognizing that the only reason the ego is bringing us something is fundamentally because it's probably scared in some way. It's scared that we are going to leave it behind. It's scared that we are going to step out and get hurt. It is trying to protect us. Its job is to protect us. The job of the mind is to protect us. And so that's what it's trying to do. And it's not trying to do it from a bad place. It's literally trying to show us lots of options of things we could think. And it thinks it's really helping us. And so when it notices that something's happening with us and it recognizes maybe we've experienced that before, we've been there before. And at that point, when we were there, we used the thought Um, this isn't working, then it says, oh, okay, I'll help you out. And I'll give you the thought this isn't working because last time that was the thought you seemed to want. And of course, consciously we go, well, no, I didn't want that thought. But because we allowed that thought to come in so strongly and we believed it and we attached to it, then it thinks we did want it. And so it brings us that thought again. It goes, oh, this was useful to you last time. Here it is again. I want you to imagine it like that, right? Like this four-year-old child in your mind, just bringing you some potential options. I imagine it like a library in my mind full of all these books. There's some new ones. There's some dusty ones. There's some like whole volumes of, uh, you know, collections of, of books, series, you know, some of brightly colored, some, you know, kind of, a kind of dull, like some, you know, all, all different types of books, massive high shelves, some lower down, some piled on the floor. And it's that like four-year-old child in the library when something happens going, hmm, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just look for the, the book that could help here. I'll look for the story that could help here. And I'll firstly go straight to the story that seemed to come up last time. She thinks she's helping. 
She doesn't really understand the stories she's showing us. She thinks she's helping. And so she's just like, this book, do you want to read this story? Our job is to be the noticer, the observer of that and to say to her, bless you, my love. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for trying to help me, for trying to show me that, for for trying to give me that option. I'll just remind you, do you remember last time when we read that story? Actually, that didn't really feel good to us. Didn't really feel good to us. So thank you so much for bringing me that. And I know that that's kind of what's coming up for you. And and potentially, I know that you're wanting to tell me something or show me something through this. And I'm okay to hear that. I can hold space for hearing that. When we can bring the energy of almost the neutral observer, the neutral observer to the thoughts that are coming up in our mind, to the feeling vibrations and sensations that are coming up in our body, then we get to choose, but we don't jump straight to choosing. That energy of love, of compassion is so important before we jump straight to just pushing it away and saying, I'm not going to hear you. That little child in us, that inner child, she just wants to be seen. She just wants to be heard. She just wants to be loved. And when we do that, when we see her, when we hear her, when we love her, when we thank her for bringing us everything that she's bringing us, because she's just trying, she's doing her best. She's doing her best. And in that and holding space for her, we start to teach her the things that really do serve us. But we do that from a place of love. And we do that with the awareness that she is this four-year-old child, let's say, who actually it might take a bit of time and it might take repetition and it might take some, some carefully selected language on our part for her to start to see that and to understand that. So I want you to imagine for a moment when you are telling your ego, your mind, the thoughts in your head, the feelings in your body that feel painful to you, when you're telling them to fuck off, whether with your words or with your energy, I want you to imagine you are looking at her and shouting at her to fuck off. And I want you just to notice what comes up in you when I say that. You feel sad, right? You feel sad. Because you notice that that is not truly the way forward. You notice that that is not truly who you are. So what's ending up happening is that when we tell our mind, our thoughts, the feelings in our body, any pain that comes up, our ego, our identity, our personality, when we tell those parts of self to fuck off, to go away, when we tell them we don't want them, then we end up denying a huge part of self that is just trying to show us something, that just wants to be seen and heard and loved. And we end up pushing away, but what ends up happening is we can't really push anything away, so we push down into our bodies, 
pushing those things down. Rather than allowing the opportunity for them to actually come up to the surface, which is what they're doing, so we can truly see them, hear them, love them, hold space for them to a point where they release themselves from us. They release themselves from us. It really is the most powerful, powerful thing. I really would invite you to take a moment to notice whether this is something that comes up for you. I'm going to hazard a guess that it is. And if you're now listening to this or watching this and thinking, no, Joe never comes up for me. I'm going to say it. That's amazing. I'm going to say that's absolutely amazing. And I'm going to leave it there. Fundamentally, for I'm going to say pretty much all human beings, there is that strong element of humanness to us. Of course, there's meant to be. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. And that strong element of humanness to us is going to be presenting things to us, thoughts and feelings that are not actually in a true alignment with our soul self, our higher self. And that is not a bad thing. That is supposed to happen. That happens on purpose because it gives us us an opportunity to see a part of our humanness that is no longer serving us, might have done at one point, but no longer serving us. So we can love it and it can release itself from us. That is why my self-freedom formula is so fucking powerful. And the people who I've taught it to, I've worked with either one-to-one or in groups, or who've done my four steps of self-freedom self-study course on it, find it so powerful because it is so simple. It is the simple energy of being able to hold space for ourselves, being able to bring love to ourselves. And it is truly the work that transmutes that painful energy into something actually really powerful, a powerful releasing, and then a powerful stepping forwards, not by denying any part of ourselves, but by truly embracing, making friends with, and loving every part of ourselves. Seriously is powerful. I'll make sure to pop the details in the notes under wherever you're watching or listening to this, because It really is the work that changes everything, that changes everything. I'm going to remind you one more time before we finish, though. Stop. Stop telling your ego to fuck off. Stop telling that beautiful child inside of you to go away. Call her in. Talk to her. See her, hear her, love her, thank her, forgive her for anything that you feel like she's been bringing you that has caused you pain. Hug her. Allow her to have her say as part of yourself, knowing that you, through the energy of love, then always get to choose. You always get to choose what next, what next for you. But let's come to a place where we can choose 
when we have seen and loved all the parts of self rather than from pushing anything away. Let's come to the place where when we get to choose, when we get to that fourth step, actually what happens is the choosing flows through us. We don't even end up choosing from another place of ego. Because that's what's happening when we tell the ego to fuck off. We're telling the ego to fuck off from another part of ego. But when we come to a place of holding real space and love and compassion, the choosing flows through us from our soul, from source energy. And then we know the choice is a seriously fucking powerful one, right? Give that a go. Give that a go. I'm sending you love. I'm sending your ego some love. And I hope you are too. I'm so happy you joined me for a spiritual soaking. I don't know about you, but I am pruning up quite nicely here, so it's probably time to hop out. Make sure to hit the likes and subscribes and all that jazz, and I'll see you again soon for our next Tub Talks.